Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, there seems to be, according to a lot of research, a skills gap right across the MENA region. And uh, one of the issues is that companies are trying to work out how independent talent can be utilised to fill these spaces. Now, around the world, uh, we're seeing the cost of living rise dramatically, but we're also seeing a shortage of skilled labour. And the GCC nations are also suffering. There was a recent survey from PricewaterhouseCooper uh, that found in Kuwait alone... 75% of employees polled said their country has a shortage of people with specialised skills. To get more details on this is Anurag Bala, who is the co-founder and managing director, Asia at Outside. He's got 15 years of combined experience right across Europe, Africa and Asia, and he joins us. Thank you for joining us on Talk 100.3. Hi there. Thank you very much for having me on today. Appreciate it. No, no problem. When we say there's a skilled labour shortage, uh, which vocations and which industry are struggling the most for skilled workforce members? Yeah, I think um, interestingly what's happening across the region is there's a huge shift towards digital transformation. So all large organisations looking across their business from both in terms of how they on the front end, how they engage with customers, the distribution channels, the products they develop, the way they interact with them, the way they sell their services, all the way back down into the back office in terms of processes, um, how they actually get work done. And there's a huge focus at the moment on the digital transformation of quite archaic business models. And that is really driving um, this changing demand of talent um, and also creating this uh, skills deficit that we're seeing in the region. So when you say there is, uh, you know, a deficit of talent in different regions, uh, how how is that gap filled? One, do, do they look at interna- international recruitments or how does it work? Yeah, so traditionally organizations, if they had um, a need for talent, they would go down the permanent hiring route. But if but organizations experience a permanent hiring, it takes a long time. It's highly risky um, and it's very inflexible. So the changing nature of work is that organizations need to move quickly they need to be agile, they need to lower their fixed cost, um, and they, they need to be able to quickly adapt to the changing competitive landscape. And that means their talent models need to also be really flexible. And so what we're seeing in this is, is an increase in demand for 
this term of independent talent, essentially individuals who are willing to work on an independent basis on contractual project-based work. Um, and so that demand for independent expertise to create that agility and that speed of execution is there. What we're seeing is the supply side, the talent side, locally in the region is not growing at the same pace. Um, and so outside is what we're doing uh, a lot with organizations is helping them fill that gap by both leveraging local and regional expertise, but also bringing in independent expertise from adjacent markets um, mm-hmm. that can come in and support and fill that particular gap. So technically, if, if I was trying to uh, understand this, these are individuals who are freelancers who are willing to apply their trade at organizations for a limited period of time. Exactly right. So traditionally, when we think about the term freelancer, we think about low-skilled, um, ah. <laughs> low-value, transactional jobs, right? That When right. people think freelance, if you go back home and you tell your parents, I'm a freelancer, right. they're, they're worried about, you know, your future True. career. That, that whole that whole cultural uh, um, norm is changing. Freelancers are now shifting up the value chain and high-quality individuals, high-value skills are now moving to that gig economy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we're seeing individuals now realize that actually permanent roles aren't as secure as maybe they thought they were. Um, and actually the flexibility and the freedom to work on different projects with different organizations in different markets is highly valuable and provides a really great sort of work-life balance, right? And it allows them to control their own careers as opposed to be uh, sort of victims of an organization's decision around where they're heading with their careers. So I think we're seeing this increased desire from the talent side, but the but the volume in terms of the actual numbers of people locally and in the region is just at the moment not catching up with demand as, as quickly enough. Yeah, it's a great point, Anurag, because I worked at one media organization where the freelancers actually felt more secure uh, than those that were on a, a full-time wage because they were able to get their income from three or four different sources. Yep. And yep. they were therefore far more agile to upskill or, or what they were doing. They weren't just pigeonholed in that one role and their, their work was predominantly given them to, by the boss and that was all their portfolio was. And the freelancers were, yeah, as I said, they were able to do things and be more agile. Do, do, do you think a lot of this is because it's so ingrained from our parents that they were weren't part of this fourth revolution in the workplace that you know you get a job at a big accounting firm you work your way up to the top and the next generation are coming through and and it's sort of having to fight almost what's been drilled into them by their parents and their universities is the biggest change exactly exactly right that's the biggest change is that mentality and that relationship that people have with work so as exactly the point you made our identities as individuals historically has been very much connected to the organization and the brand that we work with. So if someone asks you, you know, tell me about yourself, you'd say the first thing you'd often say is the company that you work for. Right. And there was this very deep emotional connection between you and you in the company, because you felt it was mutually there. Right. We look after each other and we're here in for the long run. And what's changed now is people's identities are now more linked to their skill, their talent, so they're saying, hey, I'm not an employee of X company. I'm a brilliant you know, radio DJ. I'm a brilliant digital marketeer. I'm a brilliant data scientist. And I choose to play, you know, leverage my skills at this organization for this period of time, but I'm in control. And I think what's happened is that with the uncertainty that we're all seeing in the world, economic uncertainty, um, environmental uncertainty, economic uncertainty, I think when people feel uncertain, 
they want more control and control gives us more security. And as the point you made, diversification, right? If you look at people's investment portfolios, what do you always get told? Diversification, yeah. Just to your point, diversify your, yeah, that's, that's key. You, you, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting one that when, when you speak about having to kind of diversify and go through all these 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 different roles, because you've also got a situation that if you're at a company and you, you're in the one role, well, the economies are changing. And then it's someplace, if you're not upskilling in your current job, uh, then in three, four years, when you go to the, you go to the open market to look for a job, suddenly your skills are changed because industries are changing so much too. True. It's such a great point. Yeah. Previously, when organizations were hiring and you, if you had moved from job to job to job, it was seen as a negative. Oh, why are you jumping around from this organization to this organization? <laughs> yeah. Um, they would look for someone that stayed at the same place for 5, 10, 15 years. Now, if you stay in the same place for 15 years, they think that your skills are stale. Why have you not moved around? Why yeah. have you not generated Fair. more experience, more skills? So now it's about the accumulation of skills and experience as opposed to the longevity of a role. So now you're not valued based on, hey, how long are you going to stay? How safe are you going to be? You know, How long are you going to stay with us? It's what's your portfolio of your skills you're going to give to us for a period of time? And we're happy for that relationship to be good for a shorter period of time as we need each other. And then we're happy to sort of release each other when it doesn't make sense anymore. So the whole relationship the you know, between us and work and, and organizations with talent is is just changing with this next generation. Uh, you you made a point over here that you know uh, back in the days yes people would stick around with their organizations for a very long time my dad did you know I mean he was with one organization yeah. for almost 18 years but in today's time again isn't it role specific or uh, you know career specific uh, for for us presenters okay uh, in 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 here in UAE if I were to if I were to look at there what about five radio stations. Yeah, I mean, you can't really look mm. at, you know, jumping every two years <laughs> and by the end of the 10th year, you'd be done with. So uh, also, you know, competition and all of that because there's a limited market space. Uh, maybe some careers still r- require one to stick around because they don't really have any option. For sure. So what I don't see is this is a, is a binary thing. There's permanent workers and then there's freelancers. My view is that what's changed is that People dip in and out and move between, yep. hey, today I'm in a permanent role. Tomorrow I might decide to take a six-month contract. Yep. And then I might decide to go back into permanent. So before we'd see it as there's one workforce that just want to do permanent work and there's one workforce that want to freelance. And there's certain skills that are freelance skills and certain skills that are permanent. That whole space is now getting great. Right. Also, I think what's happening is that if you look at, say, global markets, right, first, you know, probably about 40% of most large enterprise organizations will be contract freelancers, mm-hmm. right? 40%. And those are high skilled roles. Wow. And the rest will be perm. Now, if you look at our regions, you know, you're probably under 5%, right. you know, uh, so there's a long way to go to True. probably get to that 30, 40%. And organizations have actually now targeted 30 to 40% of their workforce to be agile. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, although it won't go to, for sure, it won't go to 100%, link to your point. You're always going to need a core yeah. permanent employee base. What I'm saying is that percentage will shift significantly over the next two to three years. Considering the fact that, you know, there have been a lot of visa changes, you know, in, in the UAE, uh, that also is a very good directive that we are moving in that direction because earlier you have a visa if you have a job or else pack your bags and thank you so much. Masalama. Yeah. 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 It's a great um, enabler. So organize, uh, governments, 
because of this desire to drive the digital agenda in the region, governments have been really innovative. And, and that's what's great about this region compared to other regions that are a little bit further behind. They're issuing freelancer visas, yep. digital nomad visas. They're making it much easier to attract talent into the region to come and help um, execute these great transformation innovation programs. And, and I think that's, um, that's what it requires. The market can't really thrive without the infrastructure around it, without the right regulations, because otherwise freelance talent can also get quite exposed, right? Um, they can get quite left, left on their own to try and find, because the world doesn't always acknowledge a freelancer, right? The world is built for someone that earns a salary and a, and a paycheck and has a pay slip and you can get insurance and credit cards right. and loans. You're a freelancer. You might be earning double what a permanent hire is earning, but a bank won't give you a credit card, you know? True. So the whole infrastructure is coming and that's what's great with the organization, with the government supporting this agenda. I think that's really going to help the region thrive in this. When, this you, talk, when you talk about the, the rise of the freelancer and less and less reliance on the big organization, how much of that do you, do you see also helps people that aren't necessarily connected to what would have been an old boys network or a network where, oh, my dad had a big job at this uh, accounting firm. So if <laughs> I do economics at uni, then I'm going to be able to get a big job. Yep. And now we're in this sort of open freelancer market where your work speaks for itself. It, it, is, is that a fair point to say that we're on a far more, if we're going away from those pillars of working for the big companies, that it's a far more open mm-hmm. market, that it doesn't matter where you grew up or where you went to school, your work's going to speak for itself. Yeah, that democratization of skills and, and people just valuing the skill and the capability of individual as opposed to, you know, as you say, what, what school did you go to? What's your family background, yeah. etc. I think that's key. I think what, what helps with that, because what organizations struggle with is, well, how do I find this person, right? They, they might exist out there, but they might yeah. be Many of them, how do I know which one's good and bad? So how do I assess quality? Because that was the the biggest constraint for organizations around this freelance model, which was, doesn't that just bring in lots of risk? Who are these people, right? Are they good or are they not? And that's where platforms like OutSize have come in to try and really create the, the market, right? To say, actually, yes, there's independent talent, there's large organizations, but how do they actually find each other? And how do they know that, you know, there's the right match? Right. And so... The challenge now is around curating that that freelance market, giving them access to projects and work and giving organizations access to those individuals and helping them find each other, um, which is really now the challenge. And and that's where outsize comes into play, uh, you know, getting the right person at the right place. For sure, for sure. So our, our core role is around we're a matchmaker, right? So like a, a dating <laughs> platform would match two people, like a ride-hailing platform would match riders and drivers. We match, you know, large organizations with freelancers. But but we really have a bigger vision as well, which is we know that this market's growing. So if hmm. we know that the future is project-based work, people being independent, um, and then essentially selling their skills and services to different organizations at different times. It's really important that we create an environment that, that therefore allows that market to work fairly and sustainably, right, for both sides. So linked to my point earlier, there's lots of upsides to freelancing, but there are also challenges, right? So you don't get holiday pay. It's difficult to get access to financial services, right? It's harder to get a credit Um, card, harder to get a a lease. Harder to to do that, right? You don't, you lose your community. How do you, who's going to invest in your training and development? So as well as helping freelancers find projects, we're building this whole ecosystem and community around it, which solves to the broader range of 
how do I operate as an individual mm-hmm. in a world that actually isn't set up for me to operate as an individual? Nice. And that's what we're trying to create, that, that infrastructure. Well, Anurag, we could speak to you all day about this. It's fascinating. But for more <laughs> details about the opportunities for fr- freelancers or for clients, the website is outsized.com. That's outsized.com. Anurag, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. All the best. You take care. Yeah, no problem. That was Anurag Bala, the co-founder and managing director at Outsized Across Asia. And it is remarkable, just that that complete change in mindset uh, and that sense of identity. Because how many times are you in the lift and someone goes, oh, what do you do? Oh, I work for Google. You You want to trade off that brand of the company you're working for. Yeah, obviously. I mean, see, there is a certain amount of pride that you take when you work for a certain organization. But then even a bigger pride comes in when you are your own brand. Like for almost what three and a half four years I was freelancing as a commentator and as a coach right you know and and then I like Anurag said that you know there is a certain amount of upgradation that you need to do for yourself Uh, went on to study strength and conditioning went to Australia spent some time there came back and then when I was in the elevator and someone asked me what do you do I would say I'm a specialist strength and conditioning coach I take care of fitness of athletes and yeah, probably I could help you lose some weight too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the easy one. Outsize.com is the details if you want to uh, find out more about Anorak Does and the change in uh, the nature of the workplace. You're on TSB, Talk Sport Business on Talk 100.3. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.